This is a prelude to episode 666 of Into Your Head, and unlike many other podcasts, uh, it really is episode 666, because uh, I know there's a lot of people, uh, they'll say, oh, uh, here's episode 1, here's episode 2, and then they disappear off for 8 months and then come back and say, oh, let's start this up again, it's season 2, uh, so then they call it uh, episode 201, episode 202, and then they disappear for 2 years and then they say oh we're back with season 3 uh, so when they get to episode 666 uh, they've done 12 shows uh, well no uh, in this case I actually have done approximately 666 episodes uh, possibly more because uh, I had some unnumbered ones as well uh, so this is genuine uh, so if you're afraid of the number 666 I can tell you uh, you're going to be even more afraid of it today because this is a genuine 666 not a fake uh, oh, it's season 6, uh, sub-season 60, uh, episode 5. Uh, no, no, uh, proper, this is a proper 666 show, uh, but don't worry, because it doesn't contain advice uh, for uh, people who are afraid of the number 666. Uh, only problem is you'll have to listen to us to get it. Uh, so are you prepared to take that step? Are you prepared to take that leap forward and tackle your fears and listen to show 666? Uh, uh, probably not, in which case, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, go listen to the previous show, it's very good. Or check out the extras and reruns feed uh, into your head.com slash extras. Uh, but I think you should listen to this. And then you can go away saying, oh, I gave her a listen. It scared the crap out of me. Uh, but I've taken a step forward in my life now. A step forward. And now we have a, I've just realised we have a continuation issue here. Because in the opening segment that's about to come, up. Uh, I think if I remember rightly I take off my cardigan. Uh, now I'm putting it on. I'm putting it back on before I even take it off. Uh, so uh, don't worry. That's, that just shows to show this isn't live and it's done out of order. Uh, in fact now that I think about it I can't even remember whether I kept the segment in which I took off my cardigan. In which case I haven't taken it off at all uh, but I've managed to put her back on which is even more terrifying because it means uh, oh there's some sort of time jumps going on and I'm having blackouts where I take off my cardigan and don't remember it or don't record it or use it or something I don't know but it's all for the best if if I didn't use the segment in which I take off my cardigan it's because it wasn't good enough and if I did it's because it was good enough uh, so either way it's a quality control issue uh, so don't worry about it anyway on with the show a lot to get on with today items that need to be attended to issues that need to be addressed topics oh topics we've got lots and lots of topics we're positively booming to the seams with topics we've got topics coming out of uh, topics coming out of this keyboard let's have a look now I'm sure there's some topics on this keyboard uh, that we can attend to uh, let's see oh there's a health warning for one thing uh, use of a keyboard uh, may be linked to serious injuries or disorders uh, well I've certainly got plenty of disorders that I could attribute to this keyboard but I'm not going to 
Twitter because I'm not like that. I'm not the type who goes around suing people uh, just because, oh, just because I happen to be fucked up and I happen to own one of their products. No, no, I'm not going to sue uh, whoever made this Microsoft uh, software company. So this is presumably a software. Uh, this is a software keyboard. It's presumably a hollow, it's a hologram. It's not a real keyboard at all because Microsoft don't make hardware. They only make software. Uh, so that would explain a lot. Uh, this is a this is a holographic software keyboard. Uh, that's interesting now because I did get I think I did get a disc with it, but I didn't insert it anywhere. Uh, so maybe my computer automatically downloaded the keyboard when I brought it home and took the real one out of the box. Uh, that's interesting. Why was there a real one in the box then? Because uh, I've got a real one here, and it is the real one that was in the box. Uh, or is it? I don't know. Or did it create itself in the box? when I opened this within range of my Wi-Fi. I don't know. I don't know. I don't need to know, though. You don't need to understand everything about how your computer works. You don't need to know the ins and outs and ups and downs and overs and sideways and circu uh, circular navigation uh, that goes on inside your computer. Uh, although it should be easier nowadays. Uh, when we've moved from desktops to laptops and the insides of most computers now are only an inch thick, it's only only one inch by eight inch by five inches. Uh, there's a lot less to understand in there. Although maybe it's just more compact. I don't know. Uh, I don't need to know again. I don't need to know. Because uh, as Steve Jobs used to say when he was still working, uh, it just works. Uh, Steve Jobs doesn't work anymore. That's a little joke for you there. I think I said that before a couple of weeks ago as well. Uh, the late Steve Jobs, he doesn't work anymore. Meaning his body is no longer functioning. Hello to say it's not. Uh, was when you're dead, uh, whether you believe in an afterlife or not, uh, your body has a half-life during which it's oh, during which it's uh, fueling its uh, manure, basically for the flowers. You're fueling uh, beautiful flowers uh, on the Earth's planet, and then you're being oh, all sorts of other things. You go into all the uh, all the things that your remains fuel uh, after you're finished with them, and you could say, oh, I'm pretty much still alive. I'm part of this Earth. A uh, part of Mother Earth. Now, uh, I know what you're thinking there. You're thinking Christ. Uh, you're thinking Jesus Christ. It shows 666. Uh, that's the sign of the devil. The sign of Satan himself. Uh, the Beelzebub of the uh, of the non-Jesus-y world. Uh, the Antichrist, basically. A fellow who's opposed to Christ. He's opposed to everything, as far as I can see. Uh, people like to concentrate on the fact, the rather obvious fact, that he's against Christ. Uh, but no, he's against everything. He's against uh, flowers and tulips. Uh, he's against cats. Uh, he's against, uh, oh, he's against anything that tastes nice and that isn't mouldy. Uh, he's against uh, guns that don't work. Uh, he's against, uh, Satan is against everything. He's basically the anti-everything. Uh, he's like the anti-pastor uh, of the spiritual world. Uh, he's the, oh, he's the negatively charged uh, electron of the, uh, well, for people who know about physics and chemistry, which I don't. Physics, I think, is what it is, not chemistry. Uh, I don't know much about either. Don't know much about history. That's a song. Don't know much about geography. Don't know much about physics or Satanism. Don't know much about cats. Don't know much about harmonicas. But just as well, uh, they pretty much play themselves. 
All you need is a working lung or two. And I've got two. Anyway, uh, show 666, that's what it is, but don't worry, I've no fear of this sort of thing. I was married on Friday the 13th, uh, so I've known of that 666 uh, conspiracy, whatever you call it, uh, ah, obsessiveness. Crap. Uh, it's a perfectly fine number. Uh, it's basically uh, 999 turned upside down. Uh, it's nine, uh, there's 999 bottles on the wall and you turn it upside down and you say, oh, there's only 666 here. Uh, then not only have you uh, not only have you reduced the bottle count, uh, which is good for the environment, uh, you've now got 303 bottles to spare, which if you live in America, you can return to a shop, I understand, and get a deposit back on them. Uh, even if it's a, a deposit that you never made, you can get a deposit back. Uh, you look up the states, and I've seen this. I've been in America, and I've seen these bottles, and it says, oh, deposit. Uh, if you're in Minnesota, you get five cents. If you're in Pittsburgh, you get ten cents. Oh, depends on where you are. You get a different amount of deposits, depending how much, uh, what state you're in. It doesn't matter how much money you gave for it. Uh, you just get your money back. Uh, thank you. And go and put the money into something put the money uh, invest the money in something i don't know buy some stocks and shares uh, buy some uh, buy some stocks in a in a stock company uh, a company that makes uh, stocks that new stock thing uh, i tried it out recently uh, your man the french cook fella is promoting it and endorsing it it's basically uh, it's a little stock a little pot of stock that you put into your soups and it brightens it up and he's this Oh, he's this Michelin, uh, Michelin award-winning chef, and he says, "Oh, I use this all the time. Absolutely, whenever I'm making, ah, uh, whenever I'm making a cup of soup, I tip a bit of this in here, and then I go home, and then I get my paycheck for doing a commercial." It's absolutely fuck. I do, I do a commercial like that. If you want me to do a commercial for your stocks, absolutely no problem, not at all. Uh, I've been doing commercials on this show now for uh, over a couple, a couple of years now, and that's all. All fine, haven't died, nobody's died. We commercialized the podcast and nobody dropped dead, uh, even though it shows 666. Uh, even though I got married on the Friday the 13th, uh, even though I've got several black cats uh, which are supposed to be unlucky. How oh, no, they're lucky? I don't know. Well, it depends, I suppose. Uh, depends what way you look at it. And I look at it from the point of view that you're all mad. You're all mad. If you're looking at the numbers, if you're looking at the number six. Six six on your frigging MP3 player now, and you're thinking, Christ, now nah, this isn't going to go well. Uh, then you're a fucking lunatic, uh, which means life hasn't gone well for you at all. So don't worry about uh, any further unwellness, because it's already uh, you're down at the bottom already. Uh, you're down in the pits of hell, uh, metaphorically. Uh, you're you've hit rock bottom. That's what you've hit. You can't go down any further. Uh, so uh, you can know things can only get better. You can when you. You're down in the bottom of a hole. Uh, the only thing to do is to look up. Look up at the sky. If you look down, 
Uh, you'll just think, oh, how the freaking hell do I get down out of this? You don't. You get up out of this. You start uh, hacking away, uh, using your uh, using your feet to uh, uh, kick little holes, little footholds into the wall, and then you start climbing, and you climb your way out. That's what you do. Uh, so if you ever hit rock bottom, that's what you do. You climb your way out. Uh, don't be looking down into the muck, unless you happen to have some sort of a drill with you that can go right through the centre of the earth and out the other side uh, in which case uh, you'll get into trouble with the authorities in whatever country you co- come out at because you'll have illegally entered the country without going to although was that illegal if I was to dig a hole now down to Australia uh, would I find immigration officials there saying excuse me you didn't go through border patrol could I just say I didn't pass any border patrol on my way you don't seem to have one in the centre of the earth uh, well they say uh, well then you came in the wrong way and I'll say oh sorry about that I'm quite happy to go back to wherever your border patrol is now and show my passport although I just have to go back out this hole first and go and get it out of my bedroom at the other side of the world and they'll say no uh, no no we're going to deport you now and then you get a free flight home uh, absolutely fucking fantastic two hexacosio hexaconta hexaphobic uh, cats walk into a bar I hope I've got that right I copied and pasted it from somewhere it looks like it's a few different words stuck together uh, but my understanding is that it's a word meaning uh, people who are afraid of the number 666 anyway uh, two hexacosio hexaphobic uh, cats walk into a bar one of the hexacosio hexaphobic cats goes straight up to to the bar counter and says hello can I have a pint of your finest Guinness please uh, please make sure it's not 666 millilitres and the man behind the bar says uh, well we still measure them in pints over here uh, we don't go around with these millilitres uh, no no those things are satanic uh, so don't worry your pretty little head about that uh, even if it was uh, most cans are uh, either 500 mils or 330 bills uh, so you're not going to get one that's 666 so let's you look very very hard uh, and the cat says oh thank you very much for reassuring me and the man behind the bar says oh you're very welcome here's your point the Guinness uh, I think that's around uh, roughly 500 milliliters uh, just don't accidentally spill another 166 milliliters into it because uh, then you'll have a problem according to your irrational fears anyway uh, well that's not going to happen because the glass is full uh, look on the glass is full because it is uh, if you look at it as half empty uh, then you might think you're going to fit another 330 millimeters into it or 136 wherever I said it was in which case then you'll spend your whole night sweating and you won't en- although you will enjoy your drink then because if you're sweating there's nothing nothing better than a pint or two of cold beer uh, to cool you down so you'll very you'll enjoy it all the more then and the cat says uh, fair enough uh, thank you very much indeed and the man behind the bar says oh you're very you're very welcome think nothing of it and the cat says oh does that mean I don't have to pay and the man says uh, no it doesn't uh, think nothing of paying for this I think is what I meant to say or what I should have said if I was being a smart horse except I didn't think I was going to have to be a smart horse uh, just to have an interaction with a frigging customer 
who are making a fine pint of beer for and the cat says ah chillax I'm only griping your wagger and the man behind the bar says I've heard that phrase somewhere before where did I hear that and the cat says do you read Dilbert by any chance and the man behind the bar says I did I used to anyway years ago I used to years ago read Dilbert and the cat says well I think it's from that uh, where the uh, the dog says something about I was only griping your wagger and the man behind the bar says uh, when you say you were saying something about I'm only going to gripe your wagger do you mean he was saying something along the lines of I'm only going to gripe your wagger because uh, that would be more grammatically correct and the cat says shut your fucking face or I'll slap you around the head uh, I may be uh, hexo uh, hexacosio hexaconta hexaphobic in fact I certainly am hexacosio hexaconta hexaphobic uh, there's no maybe about it uh, but that doesn't mean I can't have a conversation without have going all fucking nut nutty about it uh, unless there's nuts in there of course because I'm allergic to peanuts there's not peanuts in this is there and the man behind the bar says, well, I can't guarantee it because there's peanuts on these premises, uh, but they're wrapped in foil and sealed in bags. Uh, so I don't think you need to worry. The cat says, uh, I'll be the one who decides whether or not I need to worry. And the man behind the bar says, well, that's a bad idea because you've already explained you've got a, uh, you've got a messed up worry system. Uh, you've got a fault in your worrying system whereby you're uh, unnecessarily worried about things like numbers. Uh, so if you're the one who decides whether you need to worry, uh, then you're going to worry unnecessarily. Uh, you need to you need to hand over your worry system to a higher power, uh, just like they do with the alcoholics and all the rest of us. And uh, oh, the cat says, oh, that's an interesting way of looking at it, uh, but I'm not going to. And then he goes and sits down and enjoys his Guinness. Well, kind of half enjoys it. He's a bit oh, he's a bit upset now. He's a bit pissed off. Like frag. The, had the whole conversation uh, and great night is had by all except him there's still more to come on into your head support the podcastual arts at no cost to you just by sending neil money visit intoyourhead.com and click on the tip jar to make a once-off donation intoyourhead.com if you would like to comment on any of the issues raised in this program email studio at intoyourhead.com remember we value the opinions of you, the humble and ignorant listener. Matchstick cats. Matchstick cats. Matchstick cats. Matchstick cats and stuff. Are you a cat? Or do you know somebody who might be? Then tell yourself about Matchstick Cats. Neil's webcomic. Brand new episodes at IntoYourHead.com. Now, uh, I know what you're thinking there. Uh, you're thinking at the beginning of that cat's bar story, uh, he said, uh, oh, he said two uh, hexa, hexa, cosio, hexa, conta, hexaphobic cats walk into a bar. And then he said, oh, I hope I've got that right. I copied and pasted it. And you're thinking, how the freaking hell do you copy and paste a word into the spoken word conversation? Uh, well, you have a point there. Well, it's, technically it's a question rather than a point. But if you had phrased it more as a point than a question, uh, then you would have a point there. That's a good point. It's a very good point. Although I thought of it first. 
first. And that's why I've uh, said it here now, as if to say, I know what you're thinking there. You're not thinking it at all. I'm thinking, well, maybe you are, but I said it first. Uh, either way, I said it first. Even if you thought it first, which you didn't, uh, well, maybe you did. Uh, I acted as if I could read your thoughts, which I can't. Uh, but I said it anyway, uh, even if you are thinking it. And then I said, oh, I know what you're thinking there, even though I don't. Uh, I was right to say you are thinking that, or just lying when I said I know what you're thinking there. I don't know what you're thinking there. I just happen to have stumbled upon what you're thinking. I don't even know whether it is what you're thinking. And if it's not, I still win because it means I thought of the point first. Uh, so well done me. Monkey nuts, that's what they call them. They call them big steaming, shit-eating, piss-poiling, harmonica-playing, uh, egg cup turning upside down to cover up my fish oil tablets because the kitten keeps trying to eat them. Uh, monkey nuts. Uh, they call them big piss-poiling, uh, big piss-poiling, uh, something, 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 basically. Something, 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 monkey nuts. That's what they call them. Uh, they don't need to call them anything else. You're allowed to just have one or two words that you repeat you can say well, the whole point of a word is that you repeat it if you just say it once and come up with a different word every time I believe I've made this point before uh, but I'll make it again just to drill it home and see if I can change the world uh, with uh, my small number of ideas that I repeat a lot and uh, oh no if you have a word for something and you say oh I've used that word for a last time I made reference to this item I use that word for it I have to use a different word this time and you use a different word every time uh, then you're defeating the purpose of language the purpose of language is to have as few words as possible uh, be as efficient as possible and allow people to uh, if you say a word people will say oh I know what that word means that word uh, is for that thing or concept and that thing or concept uh, is applied to that word and there's only one word for us we don't need multiple there's no point in having multiple words for the same thing or having uh, multiple things to for the same word it defeats the fucking purpose I get a fucking grip you people with your language uh, Shakespeare didn't have this problem Shakespeare used to just come up and say uh, verily uh, he is a bastard and people would say wait a minute uh, that's a rude word isn't it and Shakespeare would say uh, it is in your time uh, but I'm 300 years ago uh, you're some kid sitting sniggering in the classroom in uh, 1994 uh, well not 1994 because you left school in 1993 although this isn't necessarily about you in particular it might be about any school kid it's not always about you you know even though it is your podcast uh, what's a podcast in Incidentally, uh, that's what Shakespeare would say if he were alive today. Uh, although, if he were alive today, he'd probably know what a podcast is. Because uh, they're all the reduced Shakespeare company, the comedy troupe from England, even they have a podcast now. Uh, so, he'd bound to have heard of that uh, if he did a bit of Google searching, a little bit of vanity searching. I'm sure he would. He'd do a search for Shakespeare and he'd come up with, uh, well, maybe he wouldn't. I don't know. Let's see what happens when you do a search for Shakespeare. If Shakespeare were alive today and living in Ireland, presumably, because uh, that's why he'd be on google.ie as I am by default here, and he searched for Shakespeare. 
search. Uh, here's what he'd get. Uh, well, firstly, he'd get William Shakespeare, Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia, and then over on the right, he'd get a load of pictures of himself, uh, drawings. That would change if he were alive today. There'd be real photos. Now, whether he'd look old in them or not, I don't know. If he were alive today, uh, would it mean he'd only been born uh, 30 or 40 years ago, or would it mean that he were several hundred years old, or would he? Would it be that he's in? Oh, they'd found a way to bring him back to life. Uh, I don't. No, who's to say? It's not for me. Well, it is for me to say. It's my story. It's my, uh, it's my imaginary scene that we're painting here. Uh, anyway, let's see what else would he see on Google. Uh, the third result could be Shakespeare online, uh, as if to say, he'd say, and he'd say, oh, the rest of these results mustn't be online. So this third one is online, uh, meaning it's on the internet. If my understanding of moral lang of modern language is correct, and I think it should be, because I'm Shakespeare, I can get a hold on any language uh, you can plant me into any era and within a couple of days I can tell you I'll have a grasp on the language because once you know any language uh, or any era of the English language uh, you know how to get a grip with it, get the grips with it so you can go to be planted in anywhere you could plant me uh, into the dinosaur era and I can tell you within a couple of weeks I'd be talking to the dinosaurs no problem uh, I'd, be the, I'd be the William Doolittle doctor of the, sh of the dinosaur world uh, anyway Oh, here's Shakespeare online. It looks like a site that was designed around the time Shakespeare was alive. Isn't that fantastic? Anyway, I'm bored with the whole number Shakespeare. Number six. Thing. Number six. Number six. Number sixty-six. 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 Uh, this is especially for the, uh, oh, especially for the, whatever I call them. Uh, I have to open another frigging window where I have the word so I can read it. Uh, Hexacosio, hexo, uh, hexacontahexophobics. This is for you. Uh, you've survived this episode. Uh, well, if you're still listening. Uh, unless you're, you're not still listening, in which case you've still survived this episode. Unless there's been some freak accident during it. You just haven't managed to stay listening. Uh, you fucking coward! You fucking cowardly, uh, cunty piece of shit! You, about, you couldn't stick with it through an episode just because I had six, six, six in it. It's probably not even the six hundred sixty-sixth episode, because uh, I remember back uh, when I did show three ninety-nine. I did a three ninety-nine A and a three ninety-nine B and a three ninety-nine C and a few others like that. So this is probably more like the six hundred and eightieth episode. Uh, but no, you see a number there. You see a number. 
number of steering out of you, you go, Christ, or you go, oh, Satan, I mean, whatever it represents. Uh, you say, oh, those are three sixes, they're like bees that have been bent, because uh, uh, Satan has pushed them over with his fork. If he's pushed the tops of the lowercase bees over, or even worse, maybe they're uppercase bees that have had their whole uh, face removed, uh, so they've become sixes, and the uh, uh, half of their back bent over 45 degrees to the right. Uh, well, I think you're overthinking it there, quite frankly. You're thinking too much. Uh, written numbers don't work like that. You know, someone doesn't come along and bend them. Uh, no, no, they're just ink. Uh, in fact, when they're on my screen, as this is right now, it's not even ink. And when it's on an audio thing on your uh, frigging earphones, it's not even uh, It's not even typed. It's uh, just sound waves. It's not even sound waves, because it's not coming through uh, FM radio. It's just coming in as ones and zeros. Uh, so these 666s six, six, that you're listening to here, they're really just ones and zeros that being interpreted by your computer as 666, six, six, uh, which probably means your computer is satanic. I don't know. Uh, but at best, uh, that, at worst, the worst that could come out of it is that you, can t you might think that your PC that you're sitting there at is satanic. But as we established earlier, uh, the only part of your computer that you touch the keyboard and as we established earlier the keyboards from Microsoft are holographic now so you're not even touching that uh, so you don't even have to wash your hands now to get the fleas off you that Satan uh, that Satan put there uh, if you're if you're right about all your fears which you're not uh, so get over it anyway I hope that helps Good morning into your head. 